understood the construct and they were giving future generations insight to to look for these clues that everything is mathematically designed and it works intricately in, in unison with the rest of the system you know this whole solar system and maybe even parts of the galaxy and further are designed and we're now discovering that design concept we're looking at the details and the instrumentations we have indicate that this is more than just a coincidence or synchronicity this is actual design and we're discovering that Carbon-60, or C-60, first gained notoriety back in 2012 from a study that increased the lifespan of rats by a whopping 90%. Since that breakthrough study, scientists have conducted thousands of studies showing C-60 not only has a very real potential extending lifespan, but also has been shown to be better than any other substance ever studied to reduce inflammation, eliminate free radicals, provide powerful antioxidants, and more. After the famous rat study, scientists at Live Longer Labs realized a human, not industrial, formula needed to be made. That's when they set out to be the first lab in the world to focus on what is best for human consumption of C60. This led Live Longer Labs to pioneer a high-quality, 99.9% .9 pure C60 refined without solvents in oils that work best for humans, and that is black seed oil. Look it up yourself. Black seed oil has been known as a universal healer for millennia, and more modern studies confirmed its benefits as a potent antioxidant and for anti-inflammation. Simply, it's not like other oils. It's better. To try this amazing product, go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Remember, members of Ebeneer save 10%, and all listeners can save 5% using the coupon found at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Phil and Max coming back to the program. For those of you who have just started listening to me in the last couple of years, you probably aren't familiar with Phil and Max, but they were regulars for many years. We were, I think we've done like 12 different interviews together, but we set it up so we were doing interviews like every other month and just loved having them on. And we talk about these far out science topics. And so I got them back on. The last time they came, we were talking about the Great Reset, but not Great Reset in the sense of just, you know, the monetary and the reset, the human reset, but the bigger planetary, the whole, you know, the just big picture reset and civilizations resetting and very, very interesting. You're going to love them if you love science and you love thinking, you love where religion and science and everything kind of comes together. You know, Max is a... Is a scientist he's probably he's just brilliant he's people everybody who knows him is intrigued by him so he has a lot of people who he's friends with and he who, who really enjoy being in his company but he he has a I don't even know what science degrees he has yeah I know he has multiple science degrees but he's also an ordained minister and he doesn't do that anymore he just really focuses on helping humanity and then you got Phil, who has five science degrees in all these different areas. He works for NASA. He's he's just cool. He's got all the, but he's, you know, I think Phil might be the kindest person I've ever met. I mean, he's just amazing. And so I love these guys. We get into all these, you could talk about anything with them. And they love to explore things, but they like, they like far out topics, but they want to put the science and the research behind it. And they think way beyond where standard science is right now. And that's why I love it. And so we can talk about all these different topics. That was what the whole intent of my show was originally was, you know, get on the edge of science and society and everything else. And then so I met them through that. And then the world just kind of changed and everything got weird. And, and we were able to explore all these other ideas in context to what's going on. And I think you'll really enjoy it. One, one thing that people know is that Max and Phil are related to the C60 that, that I sell. But they're the pioneers in the whole industry. They're the first ones to really bring it to market for, the, for, hum, for humans. If sure, it was already sold for production, for industry, but not for human consumption. And that's what they were the first to do in the world. And so they, they but we talk about this and and what different products they have. So the first part is going to be all science diving into esoteric subjects and uh, out there. 
and this is a long interview because we've been talking for a long time, so we really got into this. And then the second part is we continue with the really esoteric subjects, but then we get into these new patents and these new things he has going on. You're going to just eat it up. He has new products coming out. Over a year, I've been taking, using this, calls it face crack, using this product that, that tricks your face into making more collagen. And so I've been using it and I haven't talked about it, but I've been using it and he doesn't have it yet ready, but it'll be ready probably in the next 60 days, it sounds like. And then he has this another product that I, I've been talking to people about it a little bit. If they email me, I'll talk about how this is products coming out, but it's essentially, I call it vials. He has a name for it. I call it the vials and I call the other one face crack, <laughs> but there's official names for it. But anyways... The, the vials are C60, I think he calls it Evolve, but they're, they allow you to get, um, it's pretty much a whole bottle worth of concentration in one little vial, and each dose will be like 10 bucks to take. And so it'll be in a much more affordable way for people maybe to take once a week if you don't, you know, or you'll get, for half the price, you'll get, you know, twice or four times the, the effect. And for those of you who have really big issues, you can take it every day and, you know, you have Alzheimer's or you have something really big that you need to turn around, then you can, it's still inexpensive in the grand scheme. And we're seeing changes on brain scans and it's just amazing. I've been bugging him. I first tried it almost a year ago and then he had all these supply chain issues because the supply chain shut down. And then we couldn't get it, and I was just beside myself because I want to get it for my dad. So this is all coming. It's going to be coming now in the next 30 to 60 days. So this is just a precursor. You can't get it yet. Um, but once it is available, we'll let everybody know. But So we're just talking about the science behind it. It's so exciting and fascinating. I love this stuff. So this is, this is something that I think hopefully you'll love too because you'll realize the potential of some of these things and how amazing they are. But anyways, before we get into that, I want to tell you that uh, go to my website, sign up for my newsletter, support my affiliates. That's how I keep the show going. And I want to thank everyone who um, supports the show. I mean, who so shares my work, who are members of Edmonier and Sarah.tv, SarahWestall.tv. And um, I am putting more shows up there. So just to let you know, I'm working on I'll have another show up there soon. I have a new free book, Roger Sales book up on Ebonier for those who want it. Otherwise you can purchase it. Uh, Roger Sales also has a free student pack. If you email him, he'll give you the free student pack. For those of you who haven't listened to the Roger Sales, it's a three-part series on um, just the system. And it's on common law and how to get out and a safe way to get out. I, I, I gotta tell you, I like Anna Von Wright's and her assemblies. I think that's a way, we gotta rebuild an alternative Thing in this country, something that's an alternative. And I like his method because I think it's another layer to keep you safe. I want more people working together. I want people to get past the, some of these cross, so you have some different ideas. Who cares? Because the grand scheme is where we're going and we just got to get there. So that's, I, I support both of those efforts. I support many efforts that are out there. So anyways, I just want to let you know, I'll have links to all of that below, and let's get into this long two-parter from my scientist friends, Max and Phil. Phil and Max, welcome to the show. I am so glad you're back. My two favorite scientists. Uh, thank you. Thank you, sir. It's nice to be here again. Yeah, I finally found my way back to the lab. So. <laughs> well, you guys, I know Max has been doing a special project. And so even though we talk a lot, we, I've been trying to get them on. People are like, where are Max and Phil? It's not because I shunned them or because they shunned me. It's because Max had some projects he was working on. And you still are, but I, I kind of forced you into this interview. I hope that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. we finished I've, I've allowed women to influence me my entire life, so. Well, that's good. <laughs> okay. Before we get into it, we have a really important topic we have to talk about. You have new bobbleheads. In fact, I think somebody by um, the name of Sarah gave you those bobbleheads. You got to show us the bobbleheads. Because I haven't, I don't think I've seen them. I, well, I did. I, I'm after. No, this is the first show since we've got them. This is awesome. 
they're better than the old ones because these were actually made off your pictures and has live longer yeah. rads. And you're carrying a NASA folder, right? And you have yes. a C60 bottle. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. I, I had to touch I had to touch fields up. It was way too young. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw some heat on it. Oh, that's funny. They did they <laughs> they were very uh what forgiving on the age, weren't they? But that looks like you. Oh, they were cool. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. Well we you know, we stopped. <laughs> Our last show was a cliffhanger. Two years ago, I think it was, something like that, before everybody locked down. And we talked about the reset and what you guys think is really going on. And it was out there. It was a different look at this whole deal. And, um, it, it, you know, I, I, I want to say, you know, Phil, you have five science degrees. You work for NASA. You did all that stuff. And Max, you are a scientist. You don't even like to, you don't like to share your bio, but... I know you have science degrees, and I also know that you were a minister and all these other things. So you guys have really studied a lot in your life, but you've come to different conclusions about what's really going on. Can you talk about maybe a brief of kind of where you are at with that cliffhanger and then let's, you know, what the reset really is, and then we'll dive into that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um... I think we ended the show with about, I don't know, 50% into it or 70% into it. And we were talking about the effect of, of, I don't like calling it the matrix because it has an analogy referencing a movie that is a little bit more karate oriented and much more BS, but we're in a construct because mathematically everything is controlled in this environment that we're living in. And we showed videos in the previous movie or the pretty previous interview, which you need to go back as a, as a Patreon or a non-Patreon. You need to no go back more Patreon. We that. got kicked off. So as a listener. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So as a listener or a watcher, you need to go back and, and, reacquaint yourself with what we were discussing so that you have a conception of where we're going from here. We didn't orchestrate this show like we normally do. In fact, I came sliding in the driveway 15 minutes before showtime in a U-Haul. So it's because uh, I forced you here. <laughs> we, 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 we know what we know and we know the information and, um, We'll share as much as we can, and we'll answer questions online as much as possible. Um, the system I talked about, the system or the construct is being overloaded, just like a computer system uh, has to have downtime. It reallocates memory to different locations based on exhaustion of that area. You'll have fault errors in your coding. You are a computer expert. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I talked about previously about part of the earth always being in the dark so that the system can shut that area down and create the reality for the sunlighted side of the planet. But with man's expansion into uh, lighting and energy, we are causing the system to work overtime because it's having to create uh a reality on the dark side of the planet that it wasn't set up to do. So we are starting to see glitches and you can look up Mandela effect and, and you can call it pseudoscience, just like taking the virus shot is not pseudoscience. Uh, all these claims uh, that don't fit the parameters of modern medicine or, or the news is labeled pseudo or conspiracy. So, you know, you are obviously here to listen to the, to us talk about this and you visit Sarah frequently because what we share has value and is more factual than the crap you get anywhere else. 
so, so with that being said, we, we entered, you know, and I think I explained this before, the, the construct in our system is mathematically designed. And uh, a good engineer could tell you which cog on a 50 cog wheel uh, with various cogs on it, 50 cogs on each wheel, he could tell you exactly where the cogs would line up if you went 25 miles into the ocean. He'd tell you exactly which cog lined up with which wheel. Well, that's how um, astrology works. It's based on mathematics. That's how our system is designed. It's based on mathematics. In fact, the longitude and latitude of the pyramid, uh, if you look it up, is the exact mathematical readout as the speed of light to the hell, I don't remember what digit. Uh, but what do you mean is it is? Like the, the actual, uh, the ratio of it, where it's located, um, what do you mean the pyramid is to the speed of light? Okay. In which, in which way? All right, hold on. Let me get to my, I told you I didn't prepare that much. I was shooting from the hill, so. You're a little uh, off camera, so I gotta keep you on camera. There you go. Well, I've been I've been called law off my entire life. Uh, so the Egyptian pyramid of Giza's latitude is twenty nine point nine seven nine two four five eight north. The speed of light is two nine nine seven nine two four five eight meters per second or miles per second. Why do you think exactly? But but that was a placement, a, ge a geographical placement, versus you know the speed of light is a speed. So do you think that's more? They did that on purpose as a message, or whoever they already knew what the speed of light was, and they looked for that they, they, space. They knew that we lived in. They knew we lived in a construct. They understood the construct, and they were giving future generations insight to to look for these clues that everything is mathematically designed and it works intricately in, in unison with the rest of the system. You know, the sun's distance is the exact is, is, is the exact distance that when the moon in its orbit goes in front of the sun, it covers the sun exactly. What are the odds? No, in my opinion, it is designed that way. This whole solar system and maybe even parts of the galaxy and further are designed and we're now discovering that design concept. We're looking at the details and the instrumentations we have indicate that this is more than just a coincidence or synchronicity. This is actual design and we're discovering that. And that's my opinion. And that my opinion alone is the opinion of a number of researchers and authors who investigate this. Well, and, and you know that that is what Christianity and religions always say. They come at it from a totally different perspective. But science, if, if there, anything is right, no matter what it is, science could eventually stay. Because science is just what is, the study of what is. And so your research, right. yeah, it, it just is what is. And... It, just because we can't prove something is more because we just don't know or we're not smart enough or, or we don't have the instrumentation. Yes. We don't have the instrumentation. We haven't put all the pieces of the puzzle together correctly. Yes. Everything in my understanding has a huge, big picture design. And we're now uncovering a lot of that. And like I said, all these pieces start to come together and we're recognizing a bigger picture. In my, let's take that bigger picture and look at it from another perspective concerning what we're talking about now. If everything is designed and we are a part of that, our principal self, we're mind, body, spirit. That's well known and recognized. But we're not paying a lot of attention to the spirit one third of who we are. We're focusing on mind and body. So if we take into that spirit part, now we're looking at a bigger picture and we're seeing more pieces of the puzzle, and we're recognizing 
how they fit. If we take care of ourselves first and foremost, which is something all the traditional mystery schools talk about, take care of yourself first and foremost, then you can take care of everything else. If yeah, you don't, exactly. things don't come together. So in taking care, I'm going to use me as an example because I've had some very profound, for me, experiences in the last year and a half, two years. And it could be attributed to something Max will get into in a few minutes. But in, <laughs> in, my, in my downloads, in my psychic intuitions, I'm becoming more psychic. And I know a part of it is attributed to the carbon 60, which opens up the pineal gland. And that, in effect, brings in more information or decalcifies the uh, pineal gland. And so taking care of myself physically, emotionally, mentally, physically with my good diet and health, I'm looking at things that are coming together for me a whole lot better. Something else is going on in the universe besides, and it's me who's paying attention to me who now can extend it outwards. So there's a whole lot going on that's recognizable when you start paying attention internally and then focusing on how that will affect everything else. Making something happen in accordance to your will making, creating your own reality. That is so significant and it's so true when you start seeing it unfold in front of you, when you start seeing the things line up and fall into place. And one of those things, in my opinion, for me, positive attitude. And that attitude and consciousness really accelerates when you start noticing it, paying attention to the details and continue to work together with it. It yeah. starts to really work. Magic. Making magic happen. All right, yeah. there was some research done. There was some research done years ago, and I was looking for the book on my phone, but I can't find it. Where they transferred a pineal gland of a mouse from one mouse from an old from a young mouse to an old mouse. Okay. Yeah. And when they put it in the in the old mouse, the old mouse rejuvenated itself back to a youthful state. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. This is real. This really gets really, sorry about that, Phil. Get off me. Uh, <laughs> I, I was turning the camera, hogging it, and I forgot Phil was here with me, so I had to turn it back. Okay. How could you uh, forget Phil? So, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so in, in all these I'm trying to do I'm trying to give an analogy without calling something a name. In all these ancient healing groups and whether you call it shamanic, whether you call it uh, you know, ancient wisdom schools, whether you call it uh, the Masonic Lodge, uh, it doesn't matter. They realized after before this research, the reason this research was done, removal of the pineal gland and moving it to the to the older mouse, and there's a book about it, and I'll find it and I'll send it to you, and you can add it to the end of the show when you edit it and whatever the case may be. But there's a book about it. Okay, so when these ancient groups knew that melatonin would would stimulate the pineal gland. Um, mass amounts of, uh, of of melatonin would stimulate the pineal gland, and so what's the other one that that causes you to be awake? The opposite of melatonin. Come on, Phil. Um, you're, you're a scientist. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> you'll have to edit some of this out of there. I'll I'll get to it. And what's the other one? Not melatonin, but serotonin. Serotonin. Okay, see, he looked at you and got that. Just yeah, I was trying to give him a yeah. clue. I was, yeah, I, I was pointing at you. Okay, so <laughs> serotonin is what you. <laughs> I was, I'm trying to include him here. Okay, so so serotonin is what awakes you, and melatonin is what causes you to go to sleep, and it's all caused with the activity of the sun, and there's. I, I can share the information. I know I know it sounds hokey right now, but I'm going to get to the good stuff. So so they used to take 
they used to take an individual and they would put them in darkness for three days. Okay. Complete darkness, complete darkness. And they would put them in darkness for three days. And this is written in ancient scripts. And so they put them in darkness for three days. And then on the fourth day at sunrise, they would wake the individual up and they would uh, have him. He's, he's accumulated this mass, mass amount of melatonin because he's been in darkness for three days. So his body has created this, you know, which normal human being isn't in a completely dark room or a cave for three days. So he's, he's accumulated this mass amount of melatonin. Okay, so on the fourth fourth day at sunrise, they they get them out of this crypt and they take them out to the sunrise, and at, right at the peak of sunrise, they pull the blinder off of them, and they gaze at the sun as it's coming up at the peak of sunrise, called sun gazing. You know, you can read about it. You can plus or minus doesn't matter, but. Uh, at sunrise, and so he gets this mass amount of serotonin reacting with the melatonin because he's being subjected to sunlight for the first time in three days. So then they take him and put him back in the cave, and they let him stay there for 40 days and 40 nights. Does that sound familiar? I'm just going to say that. A biblical term, okay. On the 41st day, they bring him out and showing sunlight, and he's completely a new person. He's completely rejuvenated himself. He's he's 30 years younger, whatever the case may be. This is written in ancient script. Jay, 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 uh, what's his name? Widener. Widener. Jay Widener talked about this, and we he he he. I ate dinner with him couple of weeks ago and he was talking about this and he showed me the book and I, I did a little research and I went this is this goes so deep that it's mind-boggling so what is it doing yeah what you know, the heck saying, is going on there does 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 your pineal gland is your pineal gland the camera to this reality and the orchestrator of how people conceive you. In other words, it's hard for me as a scientist to think that melatonin and serotonin could completely rejuvenate a body in 40 days. Doesn't you make sense. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? No, yeah, you're it doesn't about make sense. Cellular, yeah, you're talking about cellular rejuvenation beyond the conception without any outside influence, no wave genetics, no anything. You're talking about the body creating the chemicals to do it, okay? But what if, what if his rejuvenation like the mouse, his rejuvenation of the pineal gland, you know, when they transplanted that pineal gland from the young mouse to the old mouse, now they saw the old mouse start rejuvenate itself. Did the old mouse create what the environment saw with his pineal gland through the creation of the construct. In other words, when they pulled this person out after 40 days and 40 nights, and they said, holy crap, he's, he's 20 years younger or 30 years younger, did his rejuvenation of his pineal gland create the digital coding or whatever, the creation of this reality? Because... People that are watching this show, they see you and they see us through the video. But if we had software, we could alter it and make our eyes bigger, our hair longer, our skin tone a different color. Well, what if, what if you could do that without altering the screen? You're actually altering their perception through the construct. In other words, what I'm telling you is, there is some unusual stuff going on behind the scenes. And I think it all part, partakes with, if you think you look good and you think you feel good and you project that, people that conceive you conceive what you're projecting. 
if you walk into a bar with confidence and you say, I can, I can walk out of here with any girl in here, or I can go up and meet with any conversation, and, and, and you, you present that, 99% of the time, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's right. That's the way. And, it, and it's part, it goes into what Lafield was, was talking about here a few minutes ago. But this pineal research, I'll share you, I'll send the book to you. Yeah, that's I'll very fascinating. The, uh, uh, did they read, did they duplicate it with other, I mean, people, you'd think people would want to duplicate that. Yes. It's been duplicated many times. Well, it was, yeah, it was. And it was based on ancient scripts talking about this 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 protocol where they take individuals of hierarchy or religious uh, high position, and they were getting old and decrepit to the point that they they weren't going to be around much longer, and they would do this three day and then forty days and forty nights, you know. Is this, is this where the Bible got part of this? You know, we know that the Bible, and I'm not trying to be condescending. I, I was in-depth in religion. Uh, we know that the Bible is a construct of a bunch of writings from a bunch of individuals. And a lot of it is perceptions and stories and hearsay. And, you know, you can go down it however you want. Okay. And then Constantine got a hold of it and took sections of it out and removed stuff so that he could create a dogma scary situation with with sins and not going to church and you know and that was the council of Nicaes. i mean i can go all about the bible if that's what i need to do but that, that's not why we're here today but what i'm saying is if if the bible took an excerpt of it with 40 days and 40 nights which was you know the flood what if what if it's an analogy a different analogy of how you can alter the system. We're talking about getting clues from the pyramids, you know, and the moon being the perfect distance from the earth and perfectly covering up the sun, which is a perfect distance from the moon. I mean, all this is constructed to all work in unison. And until you step back, it's not probability there's no way it's probability. All of a sudden, you step back and you look at it and you say, you know what? It's I'm a missing design. A good, it's a design. Everything well, so fits. Are you saying that the reset could possibly be, in a bigger picture, the the rejuvenation of everything, the whole system? Yes. yes. And there are certain things that support that. There is changes going on in our cosmic realm. There's changes going on with the sun with the sun's effect on the earth and people like we talk about as an example uh coming up next tuesday uh mercury goes in retrograde okay and that has an effect on people's emotions and behaviors and it's been recognized it's all though mostly documented in astrology but still that's an effect people notice and plan for and that is one of those cosmic or solar system well it's the cogs turning Yes. It's the cogs turning. Everything it, is connected. When we recognize that connection, then we can start putting the pieces together and the picture looks clearer. Do you think, because the world supposedly, and I don't know how many times, but many times the world has been reset to almost where we go back oh, to, yes. to infancy. You know, I mean, we go back to caveman almost. Maybe not. Maybe it's not quite cave. Maybe we just are told that, but really we're much more advanced when it resets and we just don't realize it because we lose a lot of the information. And, and then we go forward. Do you think that civilizations in the past knew that and were trying to c communicate with civilizations in the future? Oh, yes, yes. The exactly. The archaeological evidence is very clear. We explore the earth and we start seeing and putting these pieces together. Something influenced this planet numerous times and in numerous different ways. A lot of the uh, current UFO ET research is saying maybe as many as 60 different ET species have been here, many of them still here, and they have been contributing our, to our, not only to our DNA, but to the geophysical aspects of the Earth. They're taking parts of it, sacred spaces, we call. You can explore them and you'll find out they're designed in the phi ratio, 
All the things that we recognize now have been here a long time and have had influence from various cultures, ET cultures. And we, we, we know that right now that's kind of like sci-fi and, and kind of... Well, sick. until ATAP and the military disclosed yeah. that and there's, our, there's aircraft now flying around that we cannot identify. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they and they've come clean on that. Okay, that's just the tip of the iceberg of them admitting years of lying. And so this is the system we live in is all mathematical. And you know the five racial plants. If you look at a plant from above, the plants grow in a Fibonacci sequence. It's in seashells. It's in cabbage heads. I mean. All this is mathematical. Everything's mathematically designed. And once you understand the math and start understanding the system, you can play within the system and articulate your destiny in a better fashion if you know how to play with the math. I mean... <laughs> well, let me ask you. So there's, a, there's evidence to show that, that per, maybe the Middle Ages were all fabricated, that they created a... A thousand years there. There's and lots of false, lots of false, lots yeah. of false history. It's created by the victors and the controlling mechanisms of the planet. Yeah. And could there be many? Could there be many resets? Like, because you know, there's mud yes. floods yes. and Tartaria and all these things. Could there be like resets where it's not a complete catastrophe? of the planet where we're starting over, but maybe we've just, you know, they, I don't know, like the mud floods and Tartaria being taken down and a thousand years of the Middle Ages made up. That could be almost a mini reason. What do you think? Oh, there, there, there's so much going on here, you know, and I think it's, I think it's a systems allocation of its ability to keep up with creating our environment. You know, you can look up Michael Cremo. I know him personally. He um, he does forbidden archaeology. And so he's written several books and they call it pseudoscience, but they find hammers and glass walls and spark plugs and coils and springs and shoes and, and crap at strata that's 150 million years old yeah. or older yeah and, and and so you know they write it off as a anomaly it's a, it's just anomalous put it in a box well it's not a liar it's research and so he he has spent his life pulling that research and bringing it to the forefront to show that the this planet has reset itself over and over it's wipes the slate clean it's almost like you're playing a video game, and then at the end of the video game, the result wasn't what you wanted. You said, you know what? I'm going to turn it off. I'll come play it tomorrow. And when you play it tomorrow, the sims pop up, and you start creating mankind from, from caveman all over again because you didn't like the way it turned out. What if? Okay, I'm going to take Max's <laughs> comment about the Earth reset itself. I think there's intervention. I think the resets are... A combination of not only are creating the reality we want, but also the extraterrestrial influences. That's in a strong. That's a strong possibility. Yeah, in concert with each other, the creation is in accordance to a big plan. If we take that design and break it apart and start looking at the components of it, they start to look more likely as the big picture coming together as the design that we started taking apart. And we can start understanding them better. And that's where the sciences. Now, here's something I understand about sciences. They are all separated, and they have been separated intentionally. The archaeologists don't talk to the historians. The, cos the cosmologists don't talk to the anthropologists, etc. They separated these courses. They separated all. Now we're integrating it. We're starting to pull up conferences together where everybody's component is starting yeah, the to... the conscious conferences that we're involved That's with. right. And so Awake and Aware conferences is another one. So when you start getting all these people talking and sharing their background, the picture gets clear. 
and it's a real serious picture. Well, and I think and that more starting. there's more people, and maybe that's our consciousness enlightening, you know, enlightenment, or but there's more people who just think across more disciplines too. Yeah. Well, and the internet's been a big improvement. Yes. You know, when yes. I was a kid, I had questions, and I'd ask my teachers, and they'd tilt their head and look at me like I had the bubonic plague or something. It's a boy, shut up and sit down. And then I go to the library, and I'd have a question about why why are all the races on the planet look different? Why are they different color? Why are there different blood types? And how can you say that we're all brothers and sisters when 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 we're all defined different? And I would ask that when I was in sixth grade, and they told me, "Well, go to the library. There's nine damn books on the on the shelf about human race, and they're all written individually about each race. Nothing talks about it in general. So explain to me." You know, why are they, why Why do the Mongolians have the eyes like they do and the Africans have dark skin and Afro hair? In other words, you know. Uh, something contributed to some, Something besides natural evolution designed all this. And if you buy that crap. Then but you, you have dogs look. that are all different. And you have fish that are all different. Okay. Dogs, dogs are really different, and they can all breed. And they're more different than humans, I think. You know, how can a chihuahua breed with a St. Bernard? But they can. Okay. And you're going to tell me a St. Bernard and a chihuahua came from a wolf? I'd eat my damn coat if, if you could sell that to me. <laughs> well, how, how come chihuahuas can mate with St. Bernard's? Why can Chihuahuas mate with St. Bernard's? What the heck is that? Go ahead. No, I didn't say mate. I said they say that all dogs came or came from a wolf. Well, what I know did that. a wolf breed with to create a goddamn St. Bernard or a Chihuahua? Well, what, I, what, but I don't know. know. And how can but but yeah, we I it seems it weird they can still breed together. But how can they be so similar? My point is is how can they be so similar? that they can even breed. I mean, it just seems so strange. And I can see that like, over the years, you keep using the smallest and smallest and smallest ones to create a chihuahua. But I mean, I don't know. It seems like you would have to intentionally breed that way. Go ahead, Phil. Genetic engineering. They took all the components of the DNA apart for animals and for humans and for other species and starting putting the pieces together the way they wanted for a different design. And this happened maybe a long time ago and, and oh, yeah. conducive enough so that now all we're seeing is the results and we're looking at and saying, oh, these two dogs bred. And I, I've always had uh, mixed breed dogs. Okay. So I understand. And I always, not always, I did have uh, a pure blood, pure mini dachshunds. I used to breed them. And there are designs that actually look like parts together. My dog right now is part husky and part... Um, um, uh, you don't even know. Yeah, well, I don't even know. She's <laughs> husky and corgi. And so the husky and the corgi have... And she's got the characteristics. She's got long legs. And she's got the characteristics of each and the behaviors of each. And so genetics were designed, again, Another design, another plan, someone or some beings took, to, took all the pieces, put them together the way they wanted, made a formula. Well, and it's, it's but isn't that the story of the, the Noah and the flood and like the whole world ended and they had all our genetics, recreated it and seeded the planet? Yeah. That, well, that's what yeah. they say. And, and, you know, I got, so that you know, in seventh grade, they told me to do... In church, they told me to do uh, my 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 six weeks thing for my Sunday school class was to prove that jo that the flood happened and that Jonah that that Noah, Noah and well, I was thinking Jonah Noah Noah because the actual size of the boat is in the Bible. It gives a, con a construction a dimensions of the boat. So I took the cubic inch square of the average animal 
mass cubic space and figured the math and you couldn't get over one third of the animals on this planet on that boat by masks and they kicked me out of Sunday school. Well, and that, <laughs> that's like, that's like understanding, San, that's like understanding Santa Claus when you're a kid. You're like, well, Santa Claus can't, it's not possible, go around the world, hit every chimney at night. This is how I, I, I remember I was in like, I was four and I was, I remember exactly the street and I'm thinking, hmm, Santa Claus isn't real because you can't go to every chimney and everything and whatever. That's the same as your flipping boat. You can't, it's not possible. Unless you bring in some other science and they want to say it's a miracle of God. But that's the same thing. Or, or a test tube with all the DNA. Then you can do that. Yeah. You can do the test tubes right. with all the DNA. You, two by two, well, you, you get go the back, DNA. You go, you go back to ancient, ancient uh, Pueblo. Um, you go back to ancient Indians, the, the true... Uh, what I want to say, the true, the true, the true owners of America. They want to give money to black individuals for being slaves and other people for oppression when the Indians were the ones that were here. Mm -hmm. And we, yeah, we did the mass genocides. Well, they talk about the ant people from inner earth taking him below the earth on many occasions, like every six to 12,000 years to uh, survive, survive, survive the cleansing and resetting of the surface. Right. It's in the ancient scripts. We are now starting it. to reveal more of the underground facilities that have been discovered a long time ago, hid, buried, etc. And now they're starting to look further into it. But don't you think the, from what I understand, there's a elite group, the Illuminati families, whatever, that know that these ancient cities exist. They've been using them for oh, years. They're not the only ones. They're not the only ones. There are more people outside of the deep state Illuminati that know it and are participating in it. And that's what's bothering the deep state is because they're being challenged for what they know and do. And well, so how can you participate in it? On the dark side. Because I'd like to I'd yeah. like to go see an ancient city and participate in it and not be part of the deep state. Well, it's becoming more of a reality now. And as I mentioned, Peter Moon is starting or has been investigating underground facilities in um, the I guess the Ukrainian and Romanian areas. There are pyramids. They're underground facilities, and he's got several books on it. He's got one coming out again. They're translations from um, a Romanian guy by the name of Radu Cinnabar. And um, that's uh, go to Peter Moon's website and start looking and listening to some of his discussions on it because he's revealing what uh, has been around for thousands and thousands of years, and the stories are starting to come together and the pieces of the puzzle are coming together on just that. But they're out, they're out there throughout the world. They're in Asia, they're in Africa, they're in every country has got deep underground facilities. Well, and who gets to choose? I mentioned this before. Who gets to choose? Who gets, because if we're moving towards a reset, um, it's is the, the same deep thing state, in all our culture. Is the it's deep your connections to who? Yeah. Now, back then, you were saying the um, the Native Americans, I suppose, because they lived in a whole other way, they probably just kind of brought all of them or admit most of them, right? I'm not sure. Now, they, it seems like they're trying to kill off as many as possible, and whoever's left gets to go down there, or what? I mean, what what's really going on? Wait. Wait. Well, go ahead. <laughs> There's a multiple things of going on. You know, indigenous people and, you know, I, I've sat in a sweat hut with with uh, shamans. My wife is a, is, is a welcome group and a shaman Indian reservation, and they do healing together. Um, there is discussion about protective locations and where to be at a certain time by this November. And so... I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I'm telling you, you may want to be around the house or be at a, a good place 
you know, this November. In fact, Ben Davison, the suspicious observer that watches the sun, and you ought to get him on your show and let him do a talk. Uh, I'll reach out to him or you can. Yeah, that'd be great. But he's suspicious observer. He's an attorney that quit being an attorney because of information he got about the sun that disturbed him. And it cycles this, this cognitive turn, these cogs turning, and they at every 12,000 years, the planet resets. And every 6,000 years, you get a minor reset. That's the and, minor And thing. he has gone back, and I have no idea, uh, you know, solar flares, you know, uh, Sunspots. Sunspots causing. So is November you know, the time frame? That... Well, it's a time frame. It could be plus or minus weeks, but it's a change that it's it's at the Earth scale level. It's a solar system level. So we don't have a specific day or date. But uh, I follow Ben every day. Every day, my, one of my first things I do for three minutes is watch his show. Yeah, every morning at five o'clock. I, I don't watch him, but I have a lot of friends who, uh, you know, people I talk to who also watch the sun and do different things. And uh, and um, Danny Arnold's one who has been watching it for years. And I've had her on the show multiple times. But, yeah, I would love to get him on. I want to talk about that. But, you know, you know that the World Health Organization is they're putting together amendments to have a worldwide health dictatorship implemented by November. Right. They know something, and they're making a plan. They're making a plan for the big plan. 